there's times where I just did not want to push the publish button. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to just tell myself like, there are golden nuggets in here, put them out and you're going to hear it when you listen to it the next day, or someone else is going to point it out to you. But yeah, you certainly have to create, 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 and then you're going to find out, at least for me, that's where you find the good stuff. Do you want to start your own podcast? Today on Saul Good Media, we talk with another up-and-coming podcaster, Taylor Kramer, and share some of the tips and tricks on how to get started, as well as some of the challenges starting out when podcasting. I'm your host, Solomon Harvey, and I started the Saul Good Media podcast back in January of this year. Saul Good Media started as an idea for me to step out of my comfort zone and start having deeper conversations with people. And it has since continued to grow into the theme of what drives you. And I'm sure over the course of the next 10 years, it will continue to change and morph. And I just, I say this because I think that was one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome when first starting out. Today, I'm excited to introduce Taylor Kramer, who is the founder and host of the Cold Shower Podcast. Taylor and I had never met before this conversation, but we knew of each other through mutual friends and by listening to each other's podcasts. We decided to do a dual release, so this recording will also be available on the Cold Shower Podcast as well. So if you're new to the show, consider subscribing if you want to be updated as new episodes are released every Monday at 8 a.m. I thought a great place to start off this episode would be talking about some of the challenges of getting comfortable when first sitting down to record. So Taylor, what does the behind the scenes look like for you when you're first sitting down to interview someone? One of the things that I utilize, not even just when I'm um, doing a podcast, but even in my job, so when I'm meeting with clients as a social worker, um, and you're pointing out potential issues that a client could have in the future as they're seeing certain situations. Um, I utilize a lot of self-deprecation. So explaining that I do stupid stuff all the time. So really I take that same approach with my um, people that I'm interviewing and just telling them things that I've done in the past. I'm fidgeting too much in my chair or whatever it is um, that long pauses are okay because we can cut some of that out or that long pauses aren't really as long to the listener as they seem in your own head. So just trying to let them know that mistakes are welcome because I want to keep the thing genuine too. Um, so that I think that helps people settle in a little bit at least. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way of putting it because I mean, eventually I get there, but I always end up cutting out the first maybe five to 10 minutes mm -hmm. of my, just like me doing that. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, it's been a long time coming. If you are up for it, let's do just some tips for beginners. I kind of created a list of things that we could sort of go back and forth on. And so just sort of defining what a podcast is. Yeah. So for me, I started listening to podcasts a couple years ago, maybe like three or four years ago, and they've been around much longer than that. And I wasn't really aware of them. I was, you know, listening to music a lot of times in the car or whatever it is. And once I started to discover like one or two podcasts that I liked, I couldn't believe that there was that much information about that much of a variety of things. And um, I haven't really ever looked back since then. So there's very few times where if I'm in the car for like more than 20 minutes at a time that I'm not going to be listening to a podcast. And so I thought I have some original ideas and I have... Um, you know, this view on the world that I want to share with others. And I also want to give other people a platform. And so I think starting out, first of all, you just need to give yourself enough credit that 
your ideas are good enough and that there is a need for those to be out into the world. And that was the one thing that took me a little bit of time to get over. I kept thinking I have to get validation from one or two friends. And then that one or two friends turns into five friends and, and getting validation from family. And so really I just had to stop doing that, stop seeking that validation and just understand that what you have to offer is good enough. And you're going to improve and there's times where you're going to make mistakes throughout the creative process of starting a podcast, but that the information you have is important and it needs to be put out there. And so that's the number one thing is just telling yourself that so that you can take that leap into actually starting. Yeah. Validation was my biggest hurdle because like you said, you ask one person, they're going to have an opinion. You could edit it that way. Then you ask another person, they're going to have their own opinion. It's like, why don't I ask your opinion after I release it? That mm -hmm. way it's out there. Everybody's going to have their own idea of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I found that that is something for a lot of people that I've been pushing my podcast out there too. They don't even know what a podcast is. They don't even know what iTunes is. And so to sort of bridge that gap for people that are just tuning in and yeah, moving into, uh, you kind of already answered it, but what was your inspiration to start your own? And um, and these are just kind of topics that we can both go back and forth. So if yeah, you have absolutely. questions as well for me, I'm, I'm happy to answer any. Yeah. And I, and I have a couple questions and I had a feeling that because our, I think our mission for each of our podcasts is so similar that we were going to come up with a, a few of the same questions. And so I'm, I'm totally cool with the questions that you have. And, um, then you just answer them in your own way too. Um, uh, my inspiration, and I was kind of rehearsing this on the way is, I don't know if it's been weird for you, but as you've started a podcast, that really is, um, I think it comes from an honorable place. So seeking uh, to find the opinions of others and giving them a platform to share their ideas and stuff. Um, that there was a little concern that the world would think I was a, a goody two shoes or, you know, people that were aware of my past and some of the mistakes I'd made were like, well, I'm definitely not listening to that because this kid used to be crazy or whatever it is. And so really what I had to do is seek inspiration from really a lot of it was from my family. Um, and so I was thinking about that on the way and that, um, how I run my podcast is that I want to give everyday people a chance to explain some of their extraordinary things that they've done in their life. And now by extraordinary, I don't mean that everybody has climbed a mountain or that everybody has skydived or made millions of dollars, but extraordinary in their own way. So there's extraordinary things that each of us do in our own lives. And um, they can seem very normal, but when you allow that person to explain on a deeper level, then that's when they become extraordinary. And so my inspiration, I drew a lot of it um, from my family, like I said. So there was one point, my, my grandpa, who I had on a podcast, played a huge role in my life. Um, so he was diagnosed with cancer a number of years ago. And throughout that process, our whole family was pretty convinced that he was going to die. And so watching him go through that process with a lot of grace because he was pretty certain he too was going to die. Um, I realized there's a lot of things that he taught me that um, I felt like the world could benefit from too, even though he wasn't their grandpa. Um, but a man like that has a lot to share with the world. And then it was the same thing. My mom also, again, cancer diagnosed. Um, and I thought she's taught me so much. She is probably the best person that I know. And so it's basically just inspiration comes from these relationships um, that I have and that I felt like I needed to actually put effort into getting information, stories, lessons out of those people so that I could share it with others and maybe people who don't have as good a relationship or have people like that in their life. 
That's incredible because I mean, it really is completely inaccessible to somebody that doesn't have a grandparent. Some people don't have parents. They don't have grandparents to learn those stories from. And so you give them access and it's universal. It's not just for you when you record it and then you put it out there. So thank you for starting. Yeah, it. of course. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the beginning. Right. Yep. Yep. We're early. We're early. Yep. So what about you? Where's your inspiration? Um, mine started similar to you. I, I didn't really listen to any podcasts. I, I remember vaguely way back in high school. Um, I'm 26. This would have been eight years ago ish. And a friend of mine had an iPod shuffle or one of the tiny ones where you could see it. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, what's, what's a podcast? Huh? Looking at it. Never. I was like, these look boring. Never going to, I forgot those were even on there, but yeah, I remember yeah. yeah, looking at those. And I don't know why that popped into my head a couple of days ago. I was like, wow, I knew about them so long ago, but I started listening to the, how I built this podcast with Guy Raz mm -hmm. on NPR. And it's all about stories about, these entrepreneurs that started with these ideas and they've grown, you know, Airbnb or Uber, all these big companies, Chipotle. And the way that he tells the story is so amazing. He kind of like pulls in all the different elements and then they finish his sentences and then it goes into that. And I was just really inspired by those stories. And I was thinking, how can I, um, sort of bring that element into the, our day to day lifestyle people that I'm surrounded with, you know, it doesn't have to be a billion dollar business to be a success and money isn't the definition of success. And then I started, I was listening to that at work cause I worked like a 5:30 AM shift to 1 PM. And so in the morning it was just me listening to all these entrepreneurs. I'm just like, man, this is what I want to do. And then sort of took a step back and was thinking, well, I want to do what guy is doing, interviewing these people. I don't necessarily want to start a business. I want to talk to a bunch of different people and ultimately led to quitting my job to sort of pursue this. And that's what's become the theme of this podcast, which could evolve and change as time goes by. But what is it that's driving people to do what they do? Because I didn't really understand what was driving myself. You know, I'm working this job day in and day out. And why? And so that big question of why is what pushed me to say, I'm going to start asking other people. I'm going to start figuring out what that is for other people and then putting that on this like this platform, like you said, so that other people can then maybe start questioning their motives and kind of with the whole intention of waking people up to, hey, I have options. I have the ability to change my situation because these people have done that. Yeah, definitely. It That kind of leads to a question that I had written down. So you'd said... Um, you want to share it with the world, but at the same time, you're kind of learning yourself too, and you're benefiting from it. So that was my question is, uh, throughout this process of starting a podcast for you, have you been more motivated to kind of, um, bring other people to the light or change other people's uh, lives through the information that you're able to present? Or has it kind of been selfish in a sense, because you're benefiting from it so much? Cause I know mine's a little bit of both, but it began, I think more selfishly. I don't mean selfish in a negative way, but I wanted to improve myself. And so that was like the motivator at first. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, it, was, it was definitely pretty selfish because it was my questions. It wasn't necessarily gearing them to the other person. But then knowing that if I'm genuinely curious and I'm asking questions that I want to know, 
that we are more alike than we think we are and that those are probably what other people want to want to know as well and so kind of that idea of going inward and focusing on yourself that it's good kind of good to be selfish at times because when you go into yourself uh, i actually did a 10-day vipassana which is a 10-day meditation where you don't talk um, you're not allowed to yeah. look at people and that self-exploration made me feel more connected with people than I ever have before because knowing yourself and understanding yourself gives you this uh, deeper understanding that you can't really explain with words. And so that's kind of initially how it started. And um, not to jump too far ahead, but doing this work for so long, I, I was kind of feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm putting all this work into this. I'm interviewing people editing it, um, all this stuff. And I'm not getting paid to do this. And so like, I got to pay, got to pay my rent, got to, you know, buy groceries. How could I turn this into a, a thing that I could then benefit, make money from? And my idea was to turn it into a thing where it's more geared to that person that I interview. And I wanted to call that a story trade, which is, um, instead of saying, you know, we interview, or I'm interviewing you just because mm -hmm. of my own curiosity, it would be Taylor, what do you want to tell the world? And we're going to gear this completely towards your thing rather than my own curiosity. Right. And the trickiest part about that is they're more intertwined than, than mm -hmm. separate and bringing money into the whole thing just really muddled it because that's not the reason that I'm doing it. And we kind of talked about that before the, the podcast even started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm kind of tangenting. No, going yeah, all over we can get back on track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how, so you kind of, kind of answered that for yourself, mm -hmm. but did you want to add on to that at all? Um, yeah. What was my, your question is, did you do it out of selfish reasons or to shine light on other people? Yeah. So, um, it's been, I think I've kind of been up and down on that. And so there was a period, um, like when I was younger, my mom has always told me this. And again, it's hard, like when you have this platform to not seem like you're tooting your own horn a lot of times, but we're the ones that I guess have the courage to do this. And so we can, that's okay. Um, but when I was younger, my mom would always say like that, um, out of a lot of the kids there, I'm from a family of, of five boys that I was the one that was maybe the most aware or uh, more aware of when something wasn't quite right with the family. So whether there was something, uh, there was an unspoken illness maybe that was taking place. So there were money issues in the home. Um, if they weren't actually verbalizing that, I could still sense a lot of that. And so I would kind of pull my mom off to the side, even at a young age and be like, mom, things just don't feel right right now. And so for some reason, that's a skill that I've had, um, for a long time. And I don't really know where that comes from. I can just pick up on that stuff. And that's allowed me to what I think effectively connect with people of all kinds. It's really helped me in my job as I worked with the homeless population. Um, and I now work with people suffering from dementia and their caregivers. And so I can connect with people um, on that level. But I kind of went away from that for a while. So in college, which I think maybe is a time when people are the most selfish um, in general, because you're kind of out thinking I got to get this degree for myself so I can make money for myself. And um, you're trying to kind of learn a lot about yourself, but you're pushing others needs off to the side because just, I think just with the age that you're at, that's what comes with it. And so I wasn't really treating people um, the way that I should have treated them for a period of maybe five to eight years. I took a little bit to get um, through college. And 
I was aware of it at the time. I wasn't out, you know, hurting people by any means, but I just didn't have um, the deep relationships that I wanted to have. And so after college, um, I really tried to get back to that. And so that's where it, it kind of stems from uh, selfishly, I guess, is that I was digging into people's lives a little deeper so that I could benefit from it. And then I realized that with uh, the capability of producing a podcast that you could then share it with a lot more people. And then you're going to get those people who have heard it come up to you and start to ask questions and things like that. And so then you can even continue to guide them a little bit onto the next episode where they're going to learn even more. And so, yeah, it's definitely started out selfishly. Um, but I think it's all for the good, the greater good. So, yeah. Well, so now that people know what a podcast is, they want to start their own, they kind of find their own inspiration. Um, how did you come up with, and I don't know if you have, I mean, you definitely have the concept. So the cold shower podcast, um, I think that that is the next step is coming up with the concept and sort of the concept being what's going to tie each episode together. Um, it's going to make it feel like something that people can come back to consistently. Um, where did you come up with the cold shower podcast? Yeah. So I wish I could say that that was just like an aha moment. And in a way, I guess it was, but it certainly was kind of trial and error. So I knew, uh, this just started out as a Facebook page in which I was kind of, uh, discouraged with a lot of the content that was on Facebook. It was around the 2016 election. And so I was seeing how easily people were kind of spreading some of that hatred, you know, with disagreements. And then those, those disagreements would turn ugly. And so then there's these comments and this hatred going back and forth just because we have differing viewpoints. And I got really frustrated by that. And it was very hard for me to hold my tongue on a lot of those things. And so then I kind of smacked myself in the face and I said, don't give into that kind of rhetoric. Don't get involved in those conversations unless you're going to put something positive out there. And with where we were at in society and where we still are at, a lot of things come so easily. So things like clothing, food, those are things that we really don't have to worry about on a scale like we would have a couple hundred years ago. And I have this other, this kind of saying or mission that I keep in my head is which it's called choosing growth. And it's kind of connected to cold shower in the sense that um, a cold shower is very beneficial, but it's a very uncomfortable feeling. So it's something that we have to force ourselves to do. It's nice to get into the shower every morning or at night, turn it to the warm or the hot, and uh, it's very comfortable. But you don't really benefit from it as much as you do a cold shower, which is a very uncomfortable feeling. And so I thought, that's what I'm all about. A lot of the information that I might be presenting might be a little uncomfortable for some people, but we have to choose growth with where we're at in society. So I'm going to choose to turn the, the water to cold for the benefit. And then I also wanted something that would be memorable for people. So you listen to the cold shower podcast, you're going to wonder what the heck that means. Then you'll ask me about it and then it'll stick in your head too. And so I think that at least for me, that was another important thing is for it to be a little bit catchy. And that's kind of where, where all that stemmed from. Definitely caught my ear because I am really into Wim Hof. Yeah. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. I'll link him in the description. But Yeah, for sure. Um, I always take, you know, the last 10 seconds mm -hmm. or 30 seconds of my shower as a cold shower. And yeah. I've just always loved that. So when my sister originally told me about your podcast, I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I'm glad it connected with you. Yeah, and the way that 
I mean, you can sort of correlate that. It makes even more sense to me mm -hmm. too. Um, what is a, a benefit of taking a cold shower, by the way? Um, well, there's, let's see, with the science, I think some of the most obvious stuff and without getting too far into the science, basically a cop out because I don't know it, no, no problem. Um, <laughs> is that it can uh, increase like the immune system. So if you are taking a couple minute cold shower every day or a couple times a day, essentially you should have more effective immune system. And then also uh, they think that it can increase like fat burning properties too. So if it's a way to increase fat burning, lose weight. Um, and overall, I think just from a mental health aspect too, um, it's a way of getting uncomfortable by choice so that throughout the rest of the day, maybe things will come a little bit easier because you've already went through something difficult, non-fatal that you chose to do. That's awesome. Well, everybody listening, definitely uh, yeah. try it out next time you're in the shower. For sure. Well, what about what about your name? Saul Good Media. Um, I was kind of throwing around a bunch of different ideas, and that was a big barrier for me to sort of come up with a... Um, I kind of just wanted to start the podcast, and I felt like the name and the concept and everything were just kind of stepping stones that I needed to that were just kind of stopping me from sitting down and recording conversations with people. And even though I have a concept and I have a name, I don't feel like I put, put as much thought into it as you have put into mm. cold shower. And, um, I just kind of went with it It's all good media. I just like the play on the words of like, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but I get people saying soul good media all right. the time and it's like, whatever, I guess that's fine. Um, and, you know, people don't necessarily know how to spell it. Uh, but I did really love, I picked the Triscoll sign, which um, fills in the Saul good. And I looked up the meaning behind the Triscoll and it's um, past, present, future, um, life, reincarnation, all of these different elements that um, it's kind of like out of space time and God and universe and source have kept kept coming up in my conversations without me asking about mm -hmm. them and people talking about, you know, visiting their mother after they passed or just crazy situations that are sort of otherworldly. And I feel like they're tied right into that symbol unknowingly. It's like maybe that name chose me more than I chose it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I definitely encourage people don't spend too much time. You know, you can always change. You can always go right. back. You can always kind of re- uh, but I'm still kind of in the process. Mm -hmm. Definitely feel like I could be just still day one, still kind of figuring out how how it all ties together. Yeah. Well, I could say um, like I've listened to a couple of your episodes and then I was listening to more on the way here. And um, I was thinking about it, just the Saul Good podcast. And um, just with your voice and your demeanor, I think it's very fitting. So if that's any consolation if you're unsure of if you should have that name because i i was laughing on the way here i was like if i ever have an audiobook i might hire you to do it because your voice is just very suitable for that kind of uh, medium and so i like it but if you change it i'm in support of that too you should write oh. that book i'd yeah. be curious to read it yeah yeah well we're working on it cool i mean and like you know everybody out there listening it's it's always going to be a work in progress uh, i was just listening to joe rogan's podcast with elon musk yep and i'm blown away he's got you know a thousand plus interviews and he's what i love about his podcast not to digress too much but he's just completely authentic he's just you know bantering back and forth 
and just being himself. And there was a point in the episode where he's like, I'm, I'm a little too stupid for this conversation right now. Yep. It's just that worked. I mean, it's just him, you know, he's not trying to be the smartest person in the room. He's not trying to do anything other than just have a genuine conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy his podcast too. And I kind of pick and choose his based on the guest because, you know, mm-hmm. Joe can kind of wear on me sometimes. But yeah, I, I do take a lot of inspiration from him just because it's an, an, a pretty normal conversation with extraordinary people. And as I believe that every guest that I have is extraordinary in their own way, um, then I want to have a conversation, too, because I think that's how the information gets out most effectively, mm-hmm. too. So It's interesting. I almost feel like you you bring out the extraordinary things in people that you wouldn't necessarily find extraordinary. And as you, you grow or you get to the more extraordinary people, it's finding out the more simple things about them. That's the most interesting. So it's like this balance of, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're so, that's been one of the cool things about the podcast too, is that like I just, for my last episode, I did a round table discussion and I haven't done that before, but it was with like five other people and we were all just chatting away. And I had a realization during that interview or roundtable discussion that people can have a lot of thoughts in their head, but they don't know how to verbalize it. And so what you said is something that I've always thought about his podcast, but I never would have been able to say he takes extraordinary people and kind of normalizes them to where we can all relate to him. But you're exactly right. And so that's what's really cool about conversation is that you can have original ideas you don't know how to put them out there and then someone else can help you do that too. Mm-hmm. And whether it's YouTube or podcasting or blogging, vlogging, any of those mediums, it seems like your or our goal is to kind of build that audience, build it up and then, but not lose sight of kind of who we are in the process because it's really who we are that is what is so interesting we're what's holding it all together along the way and when i started vlogging i was just trying to make it the best story every time and it just turned into this really bizarre like funny crazy thing and i i was just listening to a podcast that some youtubers that i really love started and they were saying you know we'd much rather just take you along for the ride tell you about our day bring you along for the ups and downs rather than try to, you know, give you, you know, top 10 lists of things to do. But I feel like I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, but, um, so just, uh, to run through it for people that are, you know, considering starting their own, you've got your podcast, your inspiration, you come up with a concept. And then another huge barrier for me was recording and structuring. And so you, you use a Yeti, is that correct? Yeah. Yep. A Yeti mic. It's a pretty basic model. I'm not technologically savvy at all. So that can be reassuring to some of you guys who are thinking, well, I have to be an expert in this stuff. Um, that's certainly not the case. And I think that that manifests itself sometimes in sound quality, but yeah, it's just a Yeti mic that has a couple different settings so you can have it, um, facing one direction. So if you're just recording an independent podcast with just yourself or uh, bi-directional with two people, or then I think omnidirectional, which would be multiple um, directions. And that's the setting that we use for the roundtable discussion. And just USB plugs into my laptop and we go from there. I use um, GarageBand. Okay, nice. And then, so do you just record in the same space? Do you bring it with you? Do you, how does that work? Yeah, so what's been important for me, at least right now, 
is trying to get all my podcasts interviews done in person. And so I haven't gone outside of that in terms of Skype or, or using any recording devices. Uh, right now with my skill level being what it's at, I think I'll just be more effective in person. And I don't want to do anybody an injustice by being on a screen with them. And um, if I can't thrive off that one-on-one -on -one contact, then I don't know if it'll be as effective or if I'll do as well. And so just for that purpose, um, I do them in person. And then um, you'd asked if I do it just on. If you do it in the same space or if you travel to other people's places. Yeah, yep. So I've done both. Um, I'll do them at my house if people are willing to come there. And then I'd mention to you that I'm building a podcast studio. I'm kind of telling my wife that it's an extra bedroom, but we'll see. Hopefully it's more of a studio. We'll um, find out soon enough. Right. And um, so hopefully then I'll be able to um, provide people more of a professional workspace where they'll feel comfortable coming. Um, right now, a lot of them are at my dinner table, but I always do try to um, open it up to people and say, hey, you know, when I'm in your area, I'm more than willing to come see you and we can record it wherever you're comfortable, because I think people will be a little bit more open if they're on their own couch. So that's kind of how I try to structure it. Nice. Cool. And so after recording each podcast and just to give people kind of a quick rundown, I'm recording on a Zoom um, R16, which is just an eight channel recorder. And I've got two microphones that, um, kind of, they're completely different. So I actually couldn't even tell you there. One's an SM 58 and another is an audio technica, but, um, I always, you know, have a challenge in post trying to match up the levels. And so I feel like having one microphone probably makes it a little bit simpler. Um, but it's all trial and error. You know, you're going to record things. I've even the larger podcasters, sometimes the audio quality is just for some reason, it just doesn't really hit the, yeah. you know, and then it's super loud or it's yep. too quiet. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I cut in on that real please, quick? Yeah. Um, as you're just kind of explaining the trial and error and how you're using different equipment and sometimes you aren't sure. Um, what I found too, is that if you're embarking on this journey of creating a podcast, reach out to other people. Um, I've been blown away by how many people were like, oh, you know what? I considered like starting a podcast years ago and I just never got around to it. Here's my equipment or I would love to edit the sound for you. And I've offered gift cards. I've offered payment and a lot of them turn it down. They're just like, no, I want to further this mission. So people do want to be involved in something that's bigger than themselves. And so if you know somebody who's good with computers or good with sound, reach out to them because chances are they're going to be more than willing to help out with that stuff. And that's, I mean, that's a really big point because having a third person in the room or even two more people in the room as this grows, I mean, you can, you know, boost the levels, turn them down, you know, as people move, you know, naturally further and closer to the microphone. Um, and I think for me, I don't, I can't say for you, but in, incorporating video i know you you did video of your first one and i don't know mm -hmm. if you've continued to do video of every one of them um yeah that was just the first one because uh, okay. i interviewed my brother and so for his business he has a youtube channel he thought it'd be beneficial to tape that but i i really do hope to continue to do that um and start putting them on youtube as well but that's kind of down the line a little bit yeah it'll just continue right mm -hmm. to grow and so once we get it recorded um how, how do you host your podcast? This was a huge barrier for me. And I think probably people listening, cause there's so many different options. Um, so what is hosting and how did you choose? 
Um, so what hosting site did I, did yeah, I choose? And, and just so people know, what is hosting? Yeah, so I think of hosting as kind of the um, middleman between what you're doing and then um, like iTunes. And hopefully I'm correct in that. I, I just Googled the best one or the most popular one, and it was uh, Blueberry. And so I, I don't know if you use that same one or not. Um, so I went with them, and really it was having their tab open while I was registering my podcast at the same time that I had a YouTube video open of someone else registering their podcast because it was just over my head. And so, yeah, it was tedious, um, but really it's not that bad. And now I can zip around the website um, pretty easily. But yeah, that's what I decided to do just because it was the most well-known or at least one of the most well-known hosting sites. And I figured there'd be a lot of information and help out there if I needed to search it. Nice. Yeah, I, I checked that one out. I didn't do too much research in, in that realm. I did, um, I chose Libsyn, which is kind of universal for a lot of people. And then also SoundCloud was another one. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in between Libsyn and SoundCloud um, just for the fact of, um, the, the charge, um, yeah. there's a monthly fee and Libsyn allows you to allocate more megabytes. You know, if you're just do a ton of interviews one month and you want to, you know, have 500 megabytes worth of, okay. um, and then say SoundCloud, which is unlimited for a set cost every year. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to compress files. I didn't know anything about this. I was uploading my first podcast and I think it was two gigabytes yeah. and that's way too large. It's, you know, one of those already is maxed out the 500 megabytes. And so there was so much back and forth with that. And why, why I ended up choosing Libsyn at the end of the day is that you can re upload your episode kind of um it's kind of like the difference between vimeo and youtube if you want to re-upload a, a video to youtube um you have to kind of delete that video and completely re-upload and it's going to be a different date it's going to be a different description whereas vimeo you can actually keep all of that metadata and just re-upload the source file and so um for people listening i don't want to you know, make it too complicated, but it's basically just allowing you say, I, I messed something up. I, I misspoke or I uploaded something incorrectly. I can then go back and I can upload that and you'll never know that I even did that. Okay. And, yeah. That's probably pretty valuable. Yeah. And I don't know if Blueberry allows that. I'm sure they probably do. Yeah. Um, yep. You can make some edits and re-upload um, episodes. I haven't had to do that uh, yet. Luckily, and I'm pretty uh, anal about clicking the the final publish button, so I always like double check um, everything. And I would recommend that for everybody else too. Just you don't want to gloss over something and then have to go back and redo some of the work. Um, but it's also not the end of the world mm -hmm. if you if you have to. And I think you can kind of make it as complicated or simple as you want. And there's actually a, an application called Anchor that just came out, which is completely free. Um, and you can do it right from your phone. You can interview people over the phone and edit it on your phone and upload it from your phone and it's all free. But that, I think that there's just some regulation where they own your content okay. because you're using their app to record it, but they do all the behind the scenes. And so it's really, if you just want to start, you're not really trying to turn it into a business at the end of the day. And I could be wrong. I mean, it's really just got to do the research. Yeah, people are going to find out on their own. We can push them along a little bit, um, but 
I, the information you have, I wish I'd had it a couple months ago because it's you're definitely ahead of me in that in that aspect. That's for sure. I mean, it definitely was pretty paralyzing for a long time. There's been these different decisions of like, well, do I want to choose this one or choose this one and just go for it? You yeah. know, at the end of the day, just pick one and just start doing it because you can always, I mean, we're 20 episodes in, we could be 200 episodes in. It's not too late to just start again. Yep. You know, I think once your audience knows you, they're going to be looking for the next thing that you put out there across the board, whether it's your podcast or videos or and then, yeah, so a big one is that I had next on the list. The last three, which we can kind of just tie together, mm -hmm. was learning from mistakes because I've made a ton of mistakes along this process. Being consistent, so not pushing out four episodes, waiting a month, pushing out another four, being consistent, and then persistence over perfection. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing it and... So I'm just kind of skipping down because I have so many questions. We were we yeah. had three for each other, but mm -hmm. I just kind of had so many. That yeah, that's I wanted. good. Um, but to lead that into the next question of what is it that keeps you persistent um, being at this kind of starting level? What's what's kind of driving you to keep doing this? Yeah, so with where I'm at right now, I know we're in similar situations where we're relatively new. Um, so we're. I'm in my 20, I just released my 21st episode. And um, I guess what's kept me persistent is something I didn't expect. And what that is, is how many people have reached out to me and encouraged me. That has made it so much easier to continue to do this. Um, when I first started, I was really jacked up. I was so excited to get going. I couldn't wait to, to edit and publish the first episode. And then by like the second or third, um, it started to get a little tedious and you're like, well, is this even ever going to catch on? And um, maybe it, it isn't always catching on in large numbers of listeners, but you're going to find out who your quality listeners are. So who are those people that are returning time and time again? And I have, I'd say about 10 to 15 different people. Actually, if I've released 21 episodes, I think I've gotten at least some kind of communication, whether that would be a Facebook message or a text message from someone that I wouldn't expect encouraging me and saying that this most recent episode was their favorite one yet. And that has been a huge motivator. So if anybody's hearing this, please continue to do that because it means it's so huge. much. Yeah. I've just had, um, I mean, there's people from high school that I, I graduated in 2008, literally have not talked to them in person since 2008. And they would message me on Instagram and just say, man, this has been so cool to listen to and see what you're doing with this. Keep on. And that is just so humbling. Um, so that has definitely been like one of the huge motivating factors. Yeah. And that's, that's actually something that came up in the last uh, podcast that I did. And I've been trying to keep these to about an hour, but they've, my last one went into about an hour and a half and I ended up cutting it down and I'm trying to figure out creative ways to sort of tie those conversations back in somehow yeah. into future episodes, whether it's at the end or something like that. But talking about um, just how valuable that feedback is, you know, and I actually completely lost my train of yeah. thought when I was trying to like, um, I mean, and also with that same um, train of thought is that like, I think people are nervous now to reach out sometimes. And um, I think what I want people to realize and what I've been pleased by 
is that people are actually being courageous enough to say, well, I haven't talked to this person in close to 10 years and I'm going to give them a compliment. I don't know why it's so difficult for a lot of us to do that. And I'm guilty of that as well. Um, but that is something that as you're starting a podcast, make sure that you're at the same time reaching out and supporting others that you have found to be inspirational too, because you're going to want that reciprocated to you when the time comes as well. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for picking up the train. No, I, yeah. I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> Good, go ahead. Um, but just that people, you know, people can come to your yoga class or they can listen to your podcast and it could totally change their life. You know, you're pushing this thing out into the world. You don't know who it's going to reach and you don't know it's going to live on for forever in a sense. And without people telling you the impact that they had, that it had on them, you would never know, you know? And so just that very act of reaching out, it's so, it's so validating, yeah. even though that's what we started with, you know, right. to stop seeking it, but mm-hmm. it is, it really does mean a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. It was really unexpected, but it's been probably like the best part so far of having mm-hmm. a podcast. I, just a side note on that. I, I've played a lot of music and performed a few different times, um, mostly at home and well, played mostly at home, but I've performed at open mics and things like that. And I, I feel like I've had this idea that, you know, people, when they're watching a show, you know, you just think like their eyes are going to light up and they're going to be so excited just to watch you play. But when you're the viewer or you're watching a movie or something like that, rarely are you expressing the way that you're feeling. You're just kind of watching and or listening. And I just kind of, it always made me laugh thinking about that of like, I don't do that. You know, I'm not making those visual cues to the performer that I'm enjoying their thing. So what, um, how could I expect that from the audience? You know, it's like yeah. people are just so excited to yep. just be sitting and listening, but I think you kind of in the back of your head expect that. Yeah. It's very an unre- unrealistic expectation. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's kind of unfair to hold people to that and and it's probably unfair for me to continue to expect like these text messages and stuff i'm going to appreciate them uh while they're there but yeah we we can't expect it but certainly when it happens and that support comes in the form of a text message or even a facial expression or whatever it is that we need to definitely appreciate those and use that momentum to take you into the next thing to get through the next barrier or if there's struggle with creativity or whatever it is um use that you know, to continue pumping out your content. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then there's nothing wrong with expecting it. But like you said, reach out, give it to other people, you know, mm-hmm. give what you want and yeah. more than. And that's something um, that I actually didn't touch on, but it was kind of up there with what is your inspiration is consuming versus creating. And something that somebody said to me, or maybe it was a video I watched, I forget how it came into my life, but try to cons- uh, try to create more than you're consuming. So if you're going to watch or listen to a podcast, try to create as much as you're consuming. Try to find that balance between the two. You feel like you found a little bit of that or Yeah, actually something uh, something that was really valuable to me. I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Um he's again kind of one of those people that he can be a little bit much. He's not for everybody. Um and so I found that he's more digestible for me. Um, because he kind of stresses me out sometimes in his videos, um, <laughs> that I just decided to buy his book because I really like to read. And so I can do that at my own pace with my own tone. And, um, so reading is certainly something that's very important for me. And I actually, strangely enough, kind of put reading into creating because I think 
while you're reading, um, it's helping you form new ideas and new. So in a sense, it's doing a little bit of both. You're consuming, but you're also creating. Um, but one of the things that he had said is that don't wait for the content to be perfect before you put it out, just put it out and you're going to find some perfection kind of mixed in there. And that was really important for me to hear because like I said, there's times where I just did not want to push the publish button. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to just tell myself like, there are golden nuggets in here, put them out and you're going to hear it when you listen to it the next day or someone else is going to point it out to you. But yeah, you certainly have to create, 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 and then you're going to find out, at least for me, that's where you find the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And something that I kind of got addicted to do to doing was going on YouTube, finding these really large, you know, high subscriber count, um, just creators. And then you can search by video and past first. So you go back to their first video. Yeah. And I would just go and watch all the first videos of all of these creators and they're so they've come so far and to think that you know we're both kind of starting out and that this is just going to be fun to look back on it's going to be fun to say oh my gosh you remember when we did that podcast you know five ten years ago yeah that, that's crazy and you have to put those things out to get better you know mm -hmm. you can't just expect that we could not do this we could still be coming up with a logo coming up with a name and 10 years later, be like, man, I, that name is kind of cool. I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll try it. But you just got to go for it. Yeah. It's really at the end of the day. Yeah, I have kind of like this theory um, that I want to always try to be someone that people want to invite to dinner. So they want to invite me to dinner because I'm interesting. I make them feel comfortable. There's going to be good conversation. I'm non-judgmental. all these things. So I want to be the person that gets invited to dinner but I also want to be much more likely to get invited to dinner in the future. So I want to like, now I look back at my 18 year old self and I think that is not somebody I really wanted to have dinner with, but I would have dinner with myself now. And I hope that that kind of continues as I improve myself and progress. And so I think that's kind of the same thing. Think of who I would want to invite to dinner. I wouldn't want somebody that's just going to take over the room or people that are just, I mean, this is just me talking personally, mm -hmm. but I feel like as a podcaster, you really develop listening skills, you know, and really hearing people and it's active listening. It's not just this passive, oh yeah, cool, you know, and where I'm not completely paying attention to you. And that's what I love about the in-person podcast is that you're looking people in the eye, you're actually getting past, like when else do you have an hour long conversation sitting down with somebody actively and getting those deeper life lessons from and kind of think I like publishing them because then, you know, your audience knows you on a pretty deep level. I imagine through the podcast that you released, they probably don't know who I am. And so going through the process of listening to a podcast, they now know me on a level that they otherwise wouldn't have. You know, or these people that were, you know, our family, our friends, some we're connecting dots. We're a different friend of ours that didn't even know that we had this other friend now could talk to that friend about that concept, you know, yeah. something like that. Just yeah, that's connecting people. Yeah, it's so true. And it's kind of funny how similar I think our missions are. And I don't know about you. I'm strange, but I like rehearse in the vehicle. So before 
uh, certain episodes, I'll kind of just turn the radio off and talk out loud. And so I was thinking and talking out loud on the way here about how similar our missions are at, at their core, but how different they can kind of look on the outside because they're going to manifest differently just simply because you and I are different. Mm-hmm. And But that's what's so cool is that now we can have this overlap possibly of listeners and we're going to help each other do that. And I think, again, that's kind of um, back to our advice on reaching out for help too. There's not the these limited amount of listeners that, oh, I wish you hadn't started a podcast because it's going to take listeners for mine. That's not how it works. That's not how success works. Um, just because someone else has a piece of pie doesn't make yours smaller. Mm-hmm. Not in this world. And um, that's kind of exactly what you're saying too, is that I think that it's going to be really beneficial. And I suggest anybody else who's starting it is to also reach out to people who have been in the game a little bit longer. You can benefit from them and they can benefit from you. Yeah, especially because this this really, when I heard this next thing, it just blew my mind. Every view on YouTube is a past view. And so all of that collective viewership is still out there and ready to be pushed in any direction. And it doesn't mean that just because this video has a million views that that million people or views are like being taken away from anything. That's just showing you the amount of people that are out there. And I love the snowball effect idea of everybody that you have a conversation with is they have their own community, their own sphere, their own connections. When you tap into that, you are tapping into not only their sphere, but all of those people's spheres. And it's just huge. I mean, we're all so much more connected than we think we are. Mm -hmm. And especially doing podcasts because I'm, I hope to do more with more podcasts and podcasters and also more with you because like you said, the missions are so aligned Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's easy to kind of like, we're, we're here to help each other. Right. It's not like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make more content or I'm going right. to do anything. It's not like that at all. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not a competition. And if I can dote on you a little bit, I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm able to pick up on some of your skills and hope to implement them um, in my own too, is that you just have a good way of verbalizing. Like I said, some of the thoughts that I have that maybe I just don't have the words for yet. And um, so you'd mentioned like the spheres and the connections that are being made. And I have this idea that I try to share with people of making a big change in the world seems like such a tall task, but really where it starts is at home or with your friends. So if you can affect your immediate circle and then that person over there affects their immediate circle and then we can grow our circle. So whether that is bringing your kid, kid's friend who doesn't have a good home life over for dinner, then you're growing your circle. If we all do that, then the edges are eventually going to touch And that's where we can make huge differences in society and in the world. Right. And it starts, starts right here. It starts right now. And that's why I've been sort of focusing on Petoskey because that's where I live currently in Northern Michigan and you're in Traverse city, which is still, I mean, only an hour and a half away. That kind of brings me to my next question actually of how did you and your wife choose Northern Michigan? I don't think it's very hard to do, at least for me, like it's so beautiful up here and I can understand the difficulty with winter. I'm certainly not a winter person. But for me, um, I traveled to northern Michigan like a little bit um, when I was younger, but my family didn't take a whole lot of vacations. And so I didn't really explore this side of the state until I started dating my now wife. And her family would always come over to the west northwest portion of Michigan to do wine tasting and stuff. 
And um, I really was not familiar with the area at all. And if you haven't been to Traverse City or Petoskey or any of these nice northern Michigan towns and you kind of cross over from flatlands into, you know, the elevation and the trees, it's kind of like entering a different place other than, you know, a different part of the stage. It seems so much different. And so we were immediately drawn in and we thought once we get married, you know, we'll probably have to work in the city for a while or wherever. And then maybe as we get closer to retirement age or, or our finances are more in order, then we'll move to Northern Michigan. We'll have a nice place near a lake or whatever. And then opportunities just came up um, where she was able to stay with her same company, but tra uh, transfer to Traverse City. And then I was able to keep my job. And so that kind of made it easier because we didn't have to transition into new careers or jobs or anything. Um, but just the landscape is just the main reason why we're there. And then Traverse City... Um, with the size of the city, it offers a lot more uh, like social activities and stuff like that. But then you can certainly get lost on a trail or whatever you want to mm -hmm. do. And that's really, I think what makes Michigan so special is that it offers a variety of things and Northern Michigan being one of them. And we are just like in love. And I honestly, don't, unless something major happens, I don't see us ever leaving. Yeah. And, and I grew up here. I've traveled a little bit, but not um, really outside of the country other than Canada. And I'm sure there's a lot to explore, but it's kind of, I take it for granted how beautiful it is here. And just like thinking that the rest of the world is like this. Right. And, you know, I visit places like LA and it's, wow, there's so many people and there's so much traffic and I can't even get to the grocery store. Yeah. I've got to wait in lines and lines and lines. And it's coming back here just made me really appreciate the smaller town. Um, but that was something that my sister wanted me to ask, and I feel like I kind of have an answer for it as well. But just sur surviving the Michigan winters. Yeah, that's been. Oh, um, well, again, like I always tell people, um, as far as winter, like growing up, my family is a basketball family through and through. And there's five boys, and so we all had basketball seasons, and those happened during the winter. So I think that's um, a big reason why we didn't do much like snowmobiling or ski trips or anything like that. It was always basketball. So my brother would have varsity games twice a week. I would have middle school games twice a week. My younger brothers may have their little youth leagues twice a week. So there wasn't much time for anything else. And um, that's how I got through winter growing up was I just looked forward to my next game. And then as you get older and there's not basketball readily available and nobody really cares if you go play at an open gym anymore, there's nobody watching. ESPN's not there. Um, then you have to find other activities. And so... For me, um, I won't say I'm this huge adventure person. I'm yet to purchase like snowshoes, but I will hike the trails still as long as weather's permitting. And then I just bought a ski pass with my wife. So we'll be doing a lot more skiing. And that's something that I've picked up the last couple years. Um, I just think you have to be open to new things. So instead of scoffing at ice fishing, go out and give it a try. You might find that you actually like it. Um, skiing, same thing. And then what's been big for us is that we have a blue healer dog who needs constant running and we picked that type of dog on purpose because we knew if he would be miserable inside it would force us to get outside and so we run him like crazy even in the winter we hike the trails with them um, and all that kind of stuff so you just have to find activities and then um, take comfort in the little things so find someone who has a fireplace and play games next to it um, drink a stout beer whatever it is um, just yeah and and take in the natural beauty too mm -hmm. um, Instead of thinking about how the snow is going to prevent your travel, um, look at it in the trees and think about how beautiful it is. So that's a big part too. Yeah. And 
I feel like the podcasting is kind of a, a big part of that with, for me, I'm not even really thinking about time. Yeah. You know, I'm not even really thinking about, I mean, I love being outside and I love traveling around and that was actually a, a, an idea is to do podcasts outside because awesome. I can take this rig pretty much anywhere. It's battery powered and just go for a hike, set up, you know, some unfoldable chairs and top of a small mountain or on the beach and just do a podcast. We I'm into it. Yeah. Next yeah. time. Yeah. Um, we're getting on, we're almost on an hour. All right. Um, I'll give you the opportunity. If you have some questions for me, I've got a couple more for you. Um, yeah, let me go over my list real quick here. Um, I guess, do you have any, I know I've shared like some of my, what I think are original ideas. I'm sure, um, some of them are recycled, but do you have any like original phrase or even like a famous quote that you've heard from somebody or just an idea, um, that's been like a big driver for you? Something that is in the back of your mind as you're creating or as you're interviewing somebody? Is there just an idea that remains there? Hmm. That's probably a tough one. That's a good question. It's something that really kind of comes up for me. I don't know if it's, if I can put it into words as a phrase, but really kind of getting to the source of something. So really like distilling things down and trying to find origins. So where, where do things come from? And that's sort of where I think what's driving people is, you know, it's been the theme so far is if I can figure out what's driving my thoughts and directions, and then I can really start to create in alignment with that. But as long as I don't know what's driving me, I'm going to just kind of be doing things and undoing them and just kind of action oriented without really fulfilling myself. But I've always been curious about source, you know, what is it that's making, you know, and Joe and Elon kind of talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that in their podcast. Uh, not to keep bringing that up, but I, I feel like there's really a lot of depth and some of it seems pretty far out there, but the more you think about it and the more you start paying attention to things, uh, it's just incredible to be alive and to be surrounded by so many people. And there's so much to be grateful for just our bodies and our, you know, our health and the relationships that we have in our life. And I kind of just want to bring that awareness to people because it's so easy to get caught up in complaining about, oh, I have this job. It's like, yeah, this job that pays for all of the food that you have, or like, oh, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I wish I would have done this. It's like, oh yeah, but you did this. And this was, you know, led you on this other path. And I really think that there's like this big picture that's sort of filling in the gaps, taking us to exactly where we need to be. Um, if we allow it and we stop fighting against it. And um, I, I think peace is just like at the heart of everything that I want to sort of put out there in the world and understanding and helping people understand each other. And so the more people and the more dynamic range of people that I have on the show, you know, I want to have somebody on that really believes that war is the answer so that we can understand where they're coming from and maybe we have some sympathy mm -hmm. maybe a democrat or a republican or just kind of these different personas maybe you hear something from a a young girl who's 10 years old and you're like oh 
I, now I get it. I didn't really understand it when this 60 year old man was trying to tell me, yeah, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But, um, like the, the mission is there. We all have sort of the same desires in some way when you start to distill it down and I'm really good at tangenting on about a lot of different things, but no, I mean, the, the reason I ask and is, you know, we're trying to gear this towards people who are um, interested in, in starting their own podcast. And I think it's important to, it doesn't have to be a phrase. It doesn't have to be a famous quote, but at least some general idea that you're always going to keep in the back of your mind as you're doing this, because it will always, it can be your compass. So it will steer you back into the heart of what the podcast is. So mm-hmm. while each episode is different, you still want that commonality with each episode. And so, you know, I just kind of think of the name cold shower podcast or choosing growth or whatever the quote is that I think about. And then what I found as I'm doing these episodes is that there happens to be a lesson that comes out of each episode, even when I'm not trying. So like the last round table discussion we had, there certainly was no structure to that at all. And there's still, you could just see these, lessons coming out of it and so that's something that i want people to keep in mind is that if you can imprint that early and then try to imprint it throughout each episode that some of it will just kind of happen too on its own yeah i was actually talking to my girlfriend last night a little bit about it because she's found some podcasts that she really loves and she overheard me kind of explaining what my podcast was to somebody that was asking me about it and i ask you know the theme is what drives you to do what you do yet i i rarely ever asked that question yeah i never really asked that question and but but with the thought that you know if we know people's past or we know it's going to kind of become evident without me even really asking that question directly but it's really gotten me thinking about you know what is that compass for me and so i think if you can if the listeners can find comfort in that that you know i'm still figuring that out and i'm 20 episodes in Mm -hmm. and um i'm not letting that stop me from hitting the publish button but i would love to find it i'd love to find a song that's consistent you know i'm using different music and um, some of which i don't know if is completely legal for me (laughs) to use and that could totally screw me over in the long run and so it's definitely good to to have those things in order Um, but don't let that stop you from just making the mistakes and you know worst case scenario you got to take that episode down uh, hopefully that's the worst case. Scenario. Right. Um, but you know, I feel like you get, you just, you're going to keep learning Yep. and don't be afraid to make mistakes because that was another thing is I was out for a shoot yesterday for, um, doing some video for somebody and I made one of the worst mistakes I could have made. I hit record unknowingly on my camera, set up the shot, hit record right when I was supposed to be recording it hit record again to stop after I got the shot that I, you know, didn't get the shot and then recorded all the in-between scenes of me moving around, hit record. And it was a really dumb, simple mistake. Yet I had to sort of forgive myself. You know, I made a mistake. That's like, now I know. Obviously that's like a stupid mistake, but I got to forgive myself. It was just a mistake and I'm going to move on and I'm going to learn from that. And Worst case scenario, I go shoot some more video. Right. Yeah. I just want people to like sort of take it easy on themselves. It doesn't have to be. It's just, you know, we're just figuring it out. Right. Yeah. It certainly doesn't have to be perfect and it won't be perfect. So as long as you know that going in, um, 
and yeah, you need to give yourself a little credit when you do something right and then forgive yourself when you do something wrong. Because I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier, I don't know if I said it when we were recording or not, but made a huge mistake recording a podcast last week in which I didn't record it. And um, I missed out on a great conversation. <laughs> yeah. But now I have a story and I'm sure that the person that I am going to have to interview again is going to be understanding and we can look back on it and laugh and have to take it from there. And it, it, right. It's one of the worst feelings, but knowing that everybody does it, it just so it's so humbling. It's like, okay, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Don't let it, you know, get to you too much. Yeah. Just, just keep going. Um, so I guess we kind of already touched on it. I did put what drives you. This would have been the first oh, time right. I yeah. asked somebody this yeah. question, even though that's been sort of the, <laughs> um, but I feel like you kind of answered that. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. Yeah. I mean, I think we touched on it basically just trying to make a difference. And I think if you can, at least for me and I think for you where, um, any income from this endeavor would be great. Um, but that's not the driving force. I think you're going to be able to be a lot more genuine in your approach. So my driver is just to create good content, create positive content, make a difference in an individual's life. It can branch out from there. And, you know, I fully expect the podcast to continue to grow. I'm not going to um, sit here and say that it's listened to thousands and thousands of times. Um, but I can say confidently that the listens that I do have that I believe people are getting something out of it. It's nice that direction when you can kind of, I feel like that's what's pushing this podcast along for me as well as I'm not doing it for that validation anymore. It started that way. You know, I wanted to see how big I could grow it and I'd still want to, you know, it'll be fun to see how it grows over time, but that's not the the motivating goal at the end of the day. It's I'm, I'm going to create an episode. And for me, I chose Mondays, you know, every Monday there's going to be a new one. I don't know how it's going to get there, but mm -hmm. it's going to be released. Even if it's Sunday morning you know, right. or Monday morning. Yep. I've been there. And then, so throughout this process, um, where do you kind of see it over the next 10 years plus where, where do you want to take it? Oh man. And this is like a scary question just because, um, then for most people, I think when you get asked about your future and you have to say it publicly, which this is pretty public, like, you know, it's going to be released um, to listeners, is then you feel like you're being held to that for some reason. So I'll give the disclaimer that this is all fluid and that I could stop doing the podcast next month because I found something else that is just really making me desire this other passion or whatever. Um, but right now, this is something that is taking up so much of my day in terms of my thoughts. Um, I'm constantly coming up with new ideas, creating, carrying around a little journal. Um, so in 10 years, um, I, I guess if I'm being honest, I would hope that the podcast is still going if podcasting is still a thing. Um, and that maybe there would be more like public speaking engagement. So if there's, um, events, um, that I can go speak at, whether that would be for people wanting to start up a podcast, or if I can just go and spread my story and share positive content, um, really just speaking to people through a variety of ways. And then um, I would hope that in 10 years, I would have a book or two written. I don't know yet what that is. Um, that's probably the biggest challenge that I have right now. Staring at me is just the idea of a book. And then just continuing to blog, basically just getting information and stories out to people. That's 
not going to change within the next 10 years. I just hope that it'll be on a bigger scale. And do you do blog posts alongside your podcast? Yeah. So I don't know if we'll plug the um, website at the end, but on my, on my website, I do blog posts. Those don't happen as consistently right now as um, my podcast episodes. For me, I seem to be able to verbalize my ideas a little more consistently than I do writing them out. Um, but I like to think that when I do write something that it's pretty good. So yeah, I have, um, a blog section on my, on my website and there I just cover a variety of things, ideas. I mean, I've written before when there was a major school shooting that happened, I shared my thoughts and my sadness on that. I shared when my grandma passed away. I shared about today, I shared about nine 11 and what, um, I was thinking that day when it happened as I was a, a young kid. Uh, so I cover a variety of stuff. I like to think that it's relatable to many people. And I think that reading written content is still really important. So I'm going to continue to put that out. And in terms of relating it specifically to your podcast, do you do written form on the podcast that you have done? That was something that I originally had thought to do and have not followed up on at all is having a conversation with somebody and then re-listening to that, distilling it down into a blog post so that you could sort of glance over. And... Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done any of that. Um, I think that I would like to start doing that. Maybe not the entire and episodes in their entirety, but, um, some snippets or good quotes that people have had kind of like extended show notes. Yeah. 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 I I think that that would be, um, maybe a way for me to get more written content out there consistently if I can utilize that, but no, I haven't done that yet. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Cool. So what about, what about you? What's the future looking like? Yeah, I, so I think I've, I've told a few people on, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, um, 10 year goal as, of, as of the 4th of July, my birthday, I decided every Monday, 8am, I'm going to release a new podcast for the next 10 years. So that's my goal. That's kind of really taken a lot of the pressure off of what's the theme. What's the, you know, what's the next person going to be? It's just, Every Monday, there's got to be something there when people go to look for it. And so that's been kind of a fun way to take the pressure off um, because I really was being very inconsistent with the way that I was publishing. And um, same as you were saying, having events, having, you know, I I love the idea of getting, you know, Cricket Tree Arts Center or even a larger venue full of people to just have a conversation with somebody, you know, that's coming through town or... Um, because then you're kind of doing what the podcast is, but live. So you're getting these people and then you can record that and you can publish it. Having events, I would love to get into the school systems, talk to kids about, you know, what's the story you're telling yourself? What do you want it to be when you grow up? Um, and just sort of being a, an example of, Hey, you can do whatever you want. Um, the, the story that you're telling yourself now is not who you have to become. And, um, just finding creative ways to sort of connect with people, which is what the podcast is at, at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. whether that's events or, um, workshops with people. And I think, I mean, podcasting is really taking off. I feel like it would be really fun to have a, a workshop or kind of taking these lessons that we've learned and applying them, putting them into, you know, a small, a small booklet, not necessarily a book, but, you know, a blog post. Here's how you do yeah. it. You know, simplify something that I wish I had starting right. out. Uh, that was really surprisingly so not clear. Right. 
Well, I know you're probably going to get us out of here after this, but I just want to say to the listeners, they can take it from, but I'm speaking to you, that 10 years seems very feasible. I know that for a lot of plans that can seem like really far and like things might change or things might fizzle out. But what I keep reminding myself, and I think if you're not reminding yourself of it, I hope that you are, that creating content in this way, um, when it's genuine, when there's pure intentions behind it, it's much more sustainable than it is when you're chasing a dollar or whatever that Mm -hmm. worldly thing is. And so I'm excited. Uh, I don't at all think that this is going to fizzle out for either one of us. And so I'm just excited as we're kind of going to grow together um, here a little bit. And I really appreciate you having me, having me on the podcast. Heck yeah. And not trying to, I mean, not trying to push it out or anything like that. Is there anything that you'd like to add and words of wisdom to people listening or closing thoughts? I'd, I'd love to hear, first of all, how people can connect with you. Yeah, so I just launched a website. It's coldshowergoods.com. Um, the reason it's cold shower goods and not just cold showers because that was a very expensive website to own. But um, also, I plan on branching out um, into like a digital marketplace as well. So offering apparel or different um, items and being able to give some of my friends or people that I know that are craftsmen an opportunity to share some of their items that they've created. And so then I can also support them through the sale of those. Sweet. So coldshowergoods.com. Um, I'm pretty easy to reach from there. I have uh, Instagram at coldshowergoods. And then also my personal Instagram, which um, doubles kind of as a business one too, is underscore Taylor Kramer. You can figure out how to spell that, I'm sure, in the in the show notes. Um, as far as leaving the people with something, I guess it would just be um, try to be as conscious as you can of your relationships and making sure that you are choosing growth and that you're not taking people for granted. So you're having an understanding, forcing yourself to understand and seek out stories and information from your peers or from your family so that you will then have a better view of the world. You won't be so quick to judge others because I think we're at a place right now where it's very easy to do that. And like I said, if growth is going to happen, we're at the place where at the time and place where it has to be chosen. We have to choose to do it. And so I guess just choose to be a better person. Seek information. Just to tack on one more question. Um, what is something that your listeners don't know about you? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, I'm going to have to take a second for this. I don't know if I touched on it enough where I would have given it away, but I think something that my listeners don't know is that I'm kind of self-conscious throughout this process. I'm very self-conscious. There's times where it's been very difficult for me to publish something or even feel like I have the right to get behind a microphone and speak to people because I'm thinking about all the past mistakes that I've made in life and if I'm even deserving of trying to help others, you know, and I think Maybe that's something that they don't know. They might think that it's very easy and that I live a very um, peaceful, pure life. But no, I have a lot of struggles just like anybody else does. I just try to be aware of them and and realize that that doesn't make me any less worthy of sharing information than the next person. Mm. That's great. Yeah. I I can't thank you enough for coming all this way to do this. Um, And just to find another person that has such... It's just crazy timing with the way that we've both kind of started on our own, but we're kind of getting able, we're able to talk having gone through very separately the same type of 
growth process. Yeah. And it's really great to be able to talk with you. So no, it is absolutely my pleasure. And I look forward to you know, switching venues and we can, I can interview um, you next time at my place and I'll hammer you with the questions because I know that we both, but you especially have a lot more wisdom to share. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this relationship in the future and how we can both benefit, but really how the community at large can benefit from some of the stuff that we have to present. And I wouldn't say more, but just different, you know, <laughs> different, we're, all right. we're all different, right? <laughs> so we all have something to bring. And that's what's so empowering to know is that your experience and your, I'm talking to everybody, uh, is valid. It's so important. And, um, you don't need to have an extremely high degree. You don't need to have a ton of social validation. You don't need to have um, any subscribers to know that your opinion is totally valid. And just sharing that allows other people to feel um, connected because we're all, there's so many of us out there. And um, sometimes it's kind of tough when there's only people that appear to be, you know, living these lives that are so, um, you know, happy and fulfilled when in reality you're only getting an hour of their time and the rest of it is pretty much a mystery. So being just vulnerable, asking questions, and you don't have to have a podcast to start asking questions. You know, um, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned throughout this process is my interpersonal relationships just have completely changed since starting this process. I can't tell you a single time in my life that I sat down with somebody for an hour and looked them in the eyes and talked to them. So this has just been a totally life-changing experience for me just starting this. And you don't have to have microphones to do it. It definitely keeps you more accountable. It keeps you on track, but, uh, just, yeah, I'm, and I'm excited. Reach out to us. You know, what would be a good way for people to share, um, their thoughts? Cause we're going to double release this episode. Yeah. So, I would just suggest people go to the website coldshowergoods.com and you can subscribe to the email list or my email is taylor at coldshowergoods.com but I check all my social media. Um, just feel free to message me there. I tend to get back to people very quickly. Um, I welcome any type of contact because I don't want to be that person that sits up here and says one thing um, and then is inaccessible. And so mm -hmm believe me, I will talk to you in whatever way you're most comfortable. And I look forward to anybody that reaches out. Yeah. Likewise, if you guys have any questions, you can definitely reach out. I'll put um, both of our social media links in the description of the episode. And yeah. Awesome. This has been really fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks again to Taylor for being on the show today. If you want to learn more about Taylor or the cold shower podcast, be sure to check out the links in the description where I've linked all of his social media sites. If you enjoyed listening to the show today, please consider sharing it with a friend. Our words, actions, intentions all have a ripple effect on one another. So passing this podcast along, you never know who it could impact. The Saul Good Media Podcast is produced and edited by me, Solomon Harvey. And I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to be curious and to listen. If you'd like to support the work that I'm doing here, head on over to my Patreon page, which is also linked in the description of this episode. Patreon is a way for creators like me to connect with the fans like you that want to support the work I'm doing. Basically, you set up an account, choose the amount of money you'd like to pledge each month, and the money goes towards equipment and to make this podcast as good as it can possibly be. You've been listening to the Saul Good Media Podcast. I'm Solomon Harvey. Have a Saul Good week. Peace.
Side. Each sensation is a memory.